The Lord be with you. Good morning, Cheviot Churches, and good morning to those joining us in other places as well. Everyone is very, very welcome. This is Colin, and I hope everyone is staying well and keeping safe in these strange times. Come, let us worship together. We have some notices on the, the web page. Articles for the Cheviot magazine should be submitted by next Sunday, the 22nd. And there are links for Tradecraft. They brought out their Christmas catalogue with lots of, of fair trade stuff and goodies. Um, so look at that. Also, the, there's a Sanctuary in Scotland booklet, and that's been brought out um, by the Scottish Faith Action for Refugees and can by, be downloaded from their website. It's a very useful document or booklet. And I think these are all the intimations. Our singing is led by Heather and Gordon, as usual. We have our call to worship. You call us into your light. Fill us with your peace. You encourage us to face our fears. Surround us with your love. You call us to new paths. Uphold us with your resurrection promise. Our first hymn is a hymn 124, Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. Let us pray. Transforming God, you take night and give us day. You take our strife and give us peace. You take our sadness and give us joy. You take our fear and give us courage. You take death and give us new life. You give grace beyond all expectation. You give love beyond all imagination. And you give, and you give, and you give. And so we praise you, and we adore you as creator, as Christ, and Holy Spirit, one God, three in one. Merciful God, we look at our lives, and we look at our world around us, and we often don't like what we see. We confess that we are impatient, ungrateful, angry, 
We're far more ready to receive than we are to give. We're sorry. In this time of worship, remind us of your promise that you'll never leave us or forsake us. Help us to trust your promise that you'll be with us. And Paul writes that neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Let us rejoice that no matter what's happening around us, no matter what we've done, God forgives us and God will never let us go. Thanks be to God. And now we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. We say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We read from the book of Judges, chapter 4 and from verse 1. The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of, of Canaan, who reigned in Hadzor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harasheth Hagoim. And then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help, for he had 900 chariots of iron and had oppressed the Israelites cruelly for 20 years. At that time, Deborah, a prophetess, a wife of Labadoth, was judging Israel. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And then the Israelites came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, the son of Abonaim, from Kedesh and Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, take position at Mount Tabor bringing 10,000 from the tribe of Naphtali and the tribe of Zebulun. And I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the Wadi Kishon with his chariots and with his troops. And I will give him into your hands. Amen. And we turn to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 25, and reading from verse 14. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. And then he went away. The one who received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who'd received one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of these slaves came and settled accounts with them. And then the one who'd received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed me five talents. See, I've made five more talents. And his master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy servant. You've been faithful in a few things. 
I'll give you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with two talents came forward saying, Master, you handed me over two talents and I've made two more. And his master said, Well done, good and trustworthy servant. You've been faithful in a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And then the one who'd received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I went off and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew what that I did, that I reap what I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter. And you ought to invest it, my money, with the bankers. And on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given. And they that have an abundance. But for those who have nothing, even that which they have will be taken away. And as for this worthless servant... Throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. And the Lord bless to us these readings from God's holy word. All praise be to God's name. We have the hymn 83. I rejoiced when I heard them say, let us go to the house of God. Thank you so much. I always think that that's a, a lovely hymn. Um, we have our weekly prayer. Let us pray. 
Father God, we thank you for the gifts and talents and abilities that you've given to each and every one of us. We pray for a deeper understanding of how they can be used and shared within our church and our community. Set us free from the fear that makes us inward looking and give us a renewed generosity with our time and our talents and our treasure. Give us a renewed concern for those who are struggling in our congregations and in our communities. And give us a renewed vision of what it is for us to be your church in this place and at this time. Amen. Over this lockdown period, we've been developing new skills. And I think a lot of us have been doing cooking and baking. On the television, Nigella has started a new series this week. And she's obviously been experimenting. For in the first program, she made a banana skin curry. Banana skin. I never knew you could eat banana skins. I, I used to enjoy cooking very much. But my first attempt always sticks in my mind. There had been a shortage of woodwork teachers in my first year at secondary school and were given some periods of cooking. And I was really quite enthusiastic, so much so that I told my parents that one night I would cook the tea. I think I made Welsh rarebit, because that's what we'd made at school, and also a very elementary sponge. And you can imagine what happened. The Welsh rarebit burnt, and the, the sponge, while looking quite good on the outside, well, the inside was really a bit soggy. It was a disaster. My brother was scathing, but my parents were incredibly gracious. They trusted me with the meal, and even though it was pretty awful, they were full of praise and encouragement, and they did think that the table was set very nicely. Now, this has a bearing on the, the parable we read today, the parable of the talents, where the master praises two of the servants for the efforts that they had made. Now, the word talent can be confusing. It doesn't mean a special ability, but rather it was a ginormous sum of money. You could work for 15 years and what you earned still wouldn't make up a talent. It was a huge sum of money. Now, in the story, the master leaves on a trip abroad and entrusts his three servants with this sum of money. Now, to invest the money, and it doubles in value. But the third is terrified of the master and scared of losing everything. So he digs a hole and buries it. And when the master returns, he praises the two servants who'd invested and doubled their, the, the cash. But he condemns the one who buried the money. Now, it's, it's quite a difficult parable. I think because we always sympathize with the third he was terrified of the master, and he absolutely froze. And the master's reaction seems so harsh. For him, there's no well-done, good and faithful servant, but rather he's cast out into the outer darkness, where there's gnashing and of teeth. But then, this story is not about money, but rather is about trust and faithfulness. 
I think if the, the two servants who had done well had instead made a mess of their investments, the master would still have praised them because they'd made an effort. Whereas the third servant had made no effort and didn't even put it into the bank to earn a little interest. As human beings, we've been entrusted with so much, not least the earth itself. We've been given gifts and talents, which we're encouraged to use for the glory of God and for the benefit of those around us. And all of us have different abilities. Some can knit, some can make soup, some are good with repairs, others very good with people. We're encouraged to use what we have to the full. In, in Judges, we read of Deborah, who, who lived in a very patriarchal time, but as a woman rose to become one of the judges. And she was a, a charismatic figure with the gift to inspire people. And she was used to inspire the general Barak to confront the superior forces of Sisera with all his 90 chariots of iron and win. We have to use our gifts. Sometimes we can get it wrong, but at other times we can surprise ourselves. And so it is with the church. At the time of declining numbers and dwindling offerings, we're tempted to play it safe as the church. But Jesus never played it safe. Our resources are God's and we have to use them. We have to use them to spread the good news. And certainly not hide them in a hole or bury in the sand. In the parable, the third servant froze and it was due to fear. He had a terrible image of the master as someone harsh and cruel. And it occurred to me that that's the picture some people have of God. They have a scary picture of God. They consider God as judgmental and counting all our misdeeds. But the picture of God given to us in Jesus Christ is one of love and one of grace, one ready to forgive and to empower us to be God's people in the world. We have to respond by offering our very selves to be used for God's glory, to offer all our gifts and talents to be used until we hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. The hymn 502, Take My Life and Let It Be.
We have our prayers of dedication and thanksgiving and intercession. Let us pray. Loving God, we give what we have. We bring who we are, knowing that it can never be perfect, never enough. And yet we bring our talents, the gifts that you've given us, the people that you have made us, knowing that you accept us and love us. Use our lives and our living to build your people and use your people to build a better world and use this world to show the beauty of life with you. God of loving kindness, we give thanks for the moments of joy and celebration in our lives, even amidst the ongoing pandemic, for love given and received, for friendships that bring us meaning and happiness, even at a distance for family members who show us glimpses of unconditional love. In our relationships and interactions, keep us mindful of your call to see you in one another. God of the nations, we pray for our country and the countries of the world as we struggle to face the, the choices that COVID-19 set before us. Guide our leaders when they, that they may govern wisely we thank you for the news about the vaccine that, that may be available. And we give thanks for all who've used their skills to develop it. Pray for the church. Especially this day we think of cross-reach as they, they work on the, the front line, caring and serving others. That Christ may use their hands and their hearts as they offer help and support and willingness to listen. Help all who experience the care that Crossreach offers, from elderly residents of care homes to those struggling with emotional well-being, poor mental health or addiction, to children and families facing educational or disability challenges. God of healing, we pray for those who are suffering in these difficult times of pandemic and for those who mourn the loss of someone or something dear. Draw close to all who fear the future. Surround each one with your love and show us how to bring comfort and support into situations of hurt and pain. God of life, you hold all souls in your loving care, the dead as well as the living. We thank you for those saints of every age who continue to inspire us and for all who have meant the world to us and now live with you. Keep us in communion with them, and at the last, bring us all to dwell together in your light. And now in a moment of silence, we bring the prayers of our own hearts before you. Lord, hear these and all our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And our closing hymn is the hymn 518.
at our benediction. Now may God send us forth to use our gifts in the service of the kingdom. And may the blessing of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, be with you and be with all whom you love wherever they may be, now and forevermore. Amen.